Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, black Hipster, Hipster, where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and, and sometimes, sometimes other, other shit. shit. How <laughs> are you? Yeah, I'm good. You're like, <laughs> hipster. It's like, something about the way you say black hipster is black so hipster. funny. Yeah, I try to... I don't know, it comes out differently every time. Maybe we should think about doing just a pre-recorded thing. Hell no. No, we got to give it to that people that way it comes. I see, I see. Yes. And so you are fresh back from Fresh back from Italy. Italy. Yes, we went to uh, the Malfi Coast and um, had a good time. Then we spent some time in Rome. And it was a nice trip. We spent about seven days. The food was delicious, as you know, because you've been to Rome. Yeah, but you said the food in Rome was good, but not... The food in Amalfi Coast. Are, yeah, it was... Oh, I and mean, we stayed in Sorrento and we went to Amalfi, the, the place Amalfi, and um, Positano, which is supposed to be beautiful. Positano is apparently what you see when you see all those pictures of Amalfi Coast, when you Google it. it's the They say it's the more the most picturesque place there, and it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It was just... we had I had a really good marinara sauce there, and then I had some really good gnocchi. Everything else, and we had lots of pasta, we had lots of seafood, we had pizza, but I had... Josh ordered pizza with gorgonzola cheese on it, oh. and that it, the cheese was a little bit too strong for me, for mm-hmm. what I prefer for my pizza, and it was just... Everything was pretty, but it was the food. It was not a food experience. And we ate, of course, we ate like every day, multiple times a day, trying to like find that deal. We're like, oh, let's just eat, eat, eat. And then when we got to Rome, everything that I possibly put in my mouth was amazing. The food in Rome is so good. Uh, It is. The food in Rome is delicious. I I said, of course, I had a bad pizza experience Mm -hmm. in Rome. And everyone kept telling me, well, you don't eat pizza in Rome. You go to Naples for pizza. Oh, uh, that's what the people say. Yeah. yeah but um, but other than that weird pizza that I had on the first night there, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's like we stayed by Termini Station. We just went to some random place near the train station, which mm-hmm. is like going to get food near Grand Central. Oh, yeah. It's like it's yeah. not going to be good because mm-hmm. um, we were just hungry. And it was like, okay, I just landed. I need to settle in. Now let's go get food and go see stuff. We were just eager. And so it was like, man. Um, but everything else everything was, was good the pasta and the the wine oh, oh the, wine. the wine the wine was good but I have to say, I think I mentioned the house wine was not as great as I would like yeah, to yeah I'm surprised the house wine. Well, well no I'm surprised too I, you know I would still go back and try it just wasn't that great but I drink lots of Prosecco which is always funny that it was something that I never used to like back in the day and you and you know other friends loved it well, and now it's great I freaking love <laughs> Prosecco it's amazing. I, it, it's amazing and I love Prosecco more than Champagne I, yeah, me, oh, I like yeah it. for sure I, I like agree it. oh really yeah I thought you always liked Champagne but I can't no. I said I said Certain one time brands. I should do a, a taste test like a blind I'm always into like blind taste tests to see if I can tell the difference but usually when I have Champagne and I had some you know sort of mid-tier bottles it's never as Prosecco just seems uh, it's less sweet sometimes. Mm-hmm. It seems a little bit lighter sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, maybe that's yeah just... champagne. A lot of champagnes can be sweeter. Mm-hmm. I think it also just depends on the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's... There are lots of Proseccos that I love. So we, I just drink so much Prosecco. So much so that even on the last... Like, two nights, I didn't drink. Because I'm like, Josh, we've been drinking so much. But I made sure I ate. Like, I was eating to the point where, for one day, we went to this pizza place, which is kind of on the outskirts of Rome. And um, we ordered, like, maybe a whole slice. And they were big slices. But you can you can order them individually. And then mm-hmm. they weigh them. So you can, like, I want a piece of that pizza, a piece of that one. So we had multiple. We had, like, six different pizzas. Six different slices. Mm-hmm. And just ate them. Like, it was delicious. And they had one that was just, like, just a plain cheese. Was amazing. That's usually yeah. how I like my pizza. You know, yeah, I know. I you don't, don't like, like a lot of stuff, stuff on, on your pizza. Just give me some cheese. Yeah. And maybe add some other cheese. Yeah. Well, 
a different like I like like a regular like a fresh mozzarella with maybe like some burrata added mm-hmm. on it. Oh, it's so good. It was, yeah. And yes. the people were nice. The people were nice, and I felt like they were warmer, a little bit warmer than what I've encountered in Paris. I feel oh, like for sure, yeah. they're way nicer in Italy than yeah. in, um, in Italy yeah. as a whole. That's what they say. Than yeah. they are in Paris. I've yeah. never been to any other places in France, <laughs> so I can only say Paris. Yes, me either. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I've also only been to Rome in Italy, so mm-hmm. I'll say the people in Rome are nicer than the people in Paris. I agree. I think so. For sure, they were just warmer. I'm also a black woman. So, well, the reception of me in mm-hmm. Rome was very different. <laughs> was very different. Very different. They, they loved they love you got, in Rome. I got it proposed to eight times over. And how many did you accept, darling? Just the one, because <laughs> he was fine. Mm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, You know, the funny thing is we look at... I didn't find... A lot of attractive people in Rome. I'm pretty sure this is this is just me. This is my experience. I was only there in Rome for four days, so it is not indicative. But it it just I just didn't see a lot of good looking people. There were a lot of tourists as well, but it it was just uh, whatever. I think the women I always say the women in Paris dress impeccable. I think they look good. There's a certain image that they have, and European men in general I think know how to wear a suit. Mm-hmm. But I felt like um, the men. Paris still had the best looking women out of some of the European cities that I've been to. All of them, actually. And the men, I feel like the London, the men in London are also... Oh, yeah, they yeah, get dressed. Yeah, and, and, but there are a lot of darker, like, um, from Middle Eastern countries in Paris. And those men are good looking, I have to say. Those men are good looking. <laughs> but um, for, in general, yeah, I just... It, Rome was a nice experience. I would definitely go back. It was just... It was hot, and I loved that. But I think it was just, it wasn't as grand as Paris. Paris I fell in love with. And Rome was still, there were fountains everywhere. And, you know, there were there was beauty behind every corner. But it, it still was, it seemed like a smaller scale. Paris has these just more, I, it was just more iconic to me. Maybe really? that's just how I, I feel. like with Rome, like everything's all huge and ancient and crumbly. That's yeah, it's old, yeah. Like, the Colosseum. The Colosseum. <laughs> and, like, just the, the statues everywhere. They're mm-hmm. scary. They're so big. Like, they, like it's, like, late at night, and it's, like, dark. Yeah. And it's quiet. Clothes. And you walk in there, and you're like, these statues are going to come to life and kill us because <laughs> they're with the so eyes. big. I, I think, you know, it, it, for me, I think I always uh, like a city like New York, and I like the energy that New York has. And Paris, Rome is a bit more sleepy. It oh, was a little bit sure. more slower it's than... More chill. Yeah, it's more chill. Whereas Paris has the... The grandness and it also has that a, a, a similar energy, different mm-hmm. but a similar energy that the new, the, that New York has, and I like that feeling about it. That there's just a there's a an excitement in the air yeah. that I think Rome didn't have. Rome was beautiful and like looking at all the ruins and stuff was great, and I liked it. And it was just pretty to walk around. And we went to one area where there were a lot of young people. It just was different, and people a lot more people smoke. And oh, everybody smokes. It's disgusting. It, it was it was by far. I felt like I was inhaling. Smoke. Yeah, all you got the to time. wear a hair wrap every day, sis. <laughs> no, oh yeah, because it gets like in your hair. Your hair, it's disgusting. It's oh annoying. my gosh. Yeah, I always wonder how I would feel about New York if I had not been from New York, and then how that would also um, affect how I feel about other big cities. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I feel like when I go to other big cities, no matter where in the world, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, and like I have a good time, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty, or this is great, or this. But it's like going to Tokyo and like mm-hmm. seeing all the lights and all the technology and whatever. I'm not blown away by it, yeah, because I'm from New York, yeah, and so I'm like, it's not that. anything new. Mm-hmm. But then I wonder, would I like New York 
or what I and or and what I think New York was a pretty city, like because I don't think New York is a pretty city. Yeah, me either. I don't, you know, but I'm also from here, so yeah. I'm not moved by the New York things that people not from here seem to be moved by. Yeah, I think, I like think that makes Avenue's sense. Pretty, but that's about it. Yeah, I think that makes <laughs> sense. If you've grown up and you've seen Times Square your whole life, or you've seen these big, massive buildings, you're mm-hmm. like, eh, this is what it is. You get used to it, right? And and I think for someone who's from the Midwest, or even someone who's from Boston, like I I am, and you come to New York, and it's like you're just walking in the, and then too, in New York too. I think for most people who are outside of the city. Most movies are based in New York. Most movies take place in New York. Or they're talking about New York, and you're reading about it. New York has an, uh, a reputation before you get there. So you're hearing about all these crazy things that happen. It's the city that never sleeps. It's like you're you're meeting a bum on the corner, and you're talking to them. You know, shit like it's just crazy stuff that you hear about happens in New York. You're watching all the time. So when you come there, I don't think you can help but be in this state of you're expecting amazement. You're expecting something to be like. <gasps> You know, to make you gasp because it's New York. And, and then the thing is, a lot of gasp-worthy things happen. Like, <laughs> and they will. Like, yeah. like you said, when you first moved here, some lady was walking down the street with no top on. Oh, like, yes, yes. Dressed just out and out, about. Yes, like, yes. Yeah, I think even as a New Yorker, you'd be like, oh, where, girl? <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's, it's, yeah. I, I remember when I was 13 was the first time I came here. 12 or 13, and, and we stayed in Times Square, and I just remember seeing the lights and just like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. This is so cool. And then even coming there later on as a teenager, visiting, always like the first time I went to the village and it was pouring and we had to do a call. We were going to NYU. We were doing a little call, a college tour and the weather was so bad. So bad, Shower, but you can tell me. I was I'm in New York. I was skipping a high little pepping myself. I remember we walked to the bookstore <laughs> on 6th Avenue. Remember that Barnes & Noble that's on 6th and like 9th or something? It used. It was right across the street from like a coconuts music. So it used to be. It used, it's a Sprint store. Sprint store now, and then it used to be across the street from the Barnes and Nobles. It's right there where we go to the pizza near West Fourth. Yeah, um, on Eighth Street. On Eighth Street. Yeah, Barnes and Nobles. Which is, I corner. think that place is still empty. Yeah, it's empty. It's yeah. still unoccupied. It's it's a it's huge, huge space. space. Yeah, and the rent's probably crazy. And when I first Fucking village. Yeah, it's it's a it's it, I'm pretty. It's like a beautiful um, <laughs> building. And um, we, when I first came here, we walked by that, and I remember seeing that store and thinking, oh my gosh, it's amazing, and walking in West Village, which is, I, I think for a kid who is watching lots of TV and movies, and I saw Cruel Intentions for the first time when I was here, yeah, you, it's, all those things are so magical, I think. For a kid, New York can be a magical place, I think, for a lot of people. Well, unfortunately, you know what's not magical about New York? Donald Trump. We, uh, <laughs> Trump we don't claim Tyler. him. He's the worst. Oh, well, listen, they're not... taking those na- his name off of so many buildings now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's amazing. Is he from New Someone was talking about this. Is he from... Where did he grow up? Connecticut? He's... I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. He's like, like uh, he's a piece of shit. I think shit. he grew up in New York, but not Manhattan. We're not claiming him. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> I love that because it's not even he just is... New York. I think um, some states, some country, you know, are not claiming him. Some yeah, cities. No. Yeah, like he's, he's such a piece of garbage like he's Mm. a trash bag i mean like at its finest (laughs) we are not claiming him we do not care Mm -hmm. um that orange idiot got up in front of the un and made the worst speech I've ever seen. Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it. I oh have to God. watch it. You have to watch it. Like he seems like he's drugged up. Because I like, can't he, believe he it. He definitely seems like he's on something. And this is. It seems like what you're telling me. This is much different from how he's ever been. You no, never seen. They said what? anytime he's reading from a teleprompter, he's Shut usually like because he can't read. 
Because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, if you can't read, that's probably how you're going to read from oh the teleprompter. Oh, my gosh. I have to see um, this. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty bad. Mm. And then you can tell when he's stumbling on the big words. Oh. Like, that pause. And then the confusion that comes across. His no. orange little face. Oh, And my let's God. talk about that, by the way. He looks like he's going tanning, and it's disgusting. It's like his eyes are all puffy and white. They look like dough. Like, they're just like... like I see what it looks like somebody yeah. squeezed, yeah. like, dough out of a tube. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, seeping through slowly. Oh, my God. And then it's the part that didn't get cooked. Oh. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, and I know what you're talking about. My it thing looks is, disgusting. It's weird that he would still go... T- or, or, I mean, maybe he like. I mean, obviously, he sees himself on camera, so he doesn't mind the way he looks. But he has, like, a stylist or a team... Who puts him together, I suppose. Like, he's how does... still wearing horrible hair. So clearly, whoever he's been working with all these years is not doing the best job. <laughs> I wonder if you were to give him a makeover, what would that look like? There's no such thing. Like, <laughs> I, just, I would not get involved. Because no one's going to help that. And then at the end of the day, you don't want your name on it. That's true. You're an emerging. Now he didn't change up all the work that you did. Mm-hmm. And then saying you gave him a makeover. Oh, You'd God. be ashamed. You'd be holding your head. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I remember I gave I gifted an ex-boyfriend a Donald Trump collection tie years ago when he started his own business and I'm gonna you know I need to reach out to him and tell him to burn that tie don't wear it yeah, to burn it's, it's beyond don't wear it and mm-hmm. you can't just cut the tag out like you need to burn that tie matter of fact go to Macy's and tell him to give you back your money because you can't wear the tie because Donald Trump is a piece of shit like what that's what I urge him to do take it back go to Macy's mm-hmm. and just be like yes this was purchased for me like 12 years ago, <laughs> but seeing as how I'm never going to wear it again, I would like my money back and don't refuse because this is not going to end well. I think it was like a $60 tie. Hold up. So this is, I did not know. Does he still have a clothing? Is this like a, 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 a one-off or something that he did? No, probably no, not. No, this was, yeah, this is a standing like collection. Yeah, with Macy's, it was like dress shirts and ties and whatever. Well, Listen. they probably don't. Because, well, I hope not. Well, I hope Macy's has rem- pulled this by now. I mean, Ivanka Trump's stuff has yeah, been pulled. Yeah, that's like her stuff was pulled, yeah. so they probably don't have it. I mean, still, I would, I would like for him to take the tie back, get the $60, and if they don't give you back your money, then burn the tie right there in the Macy's store so they can understand the gravity <laughs> Of the situation, <laughs> impress upon them mm-hmm. the extent to which you refuse to wear anything with this orange idiot's name on it. Wow. Yeah. I never thought about that. I, I didn't think about, I never knew he had a clothing line, and I wonder how many of those retailers who dropped her line a while ago are still, like, are they still, is she still blackballed or whatever it's called? Like, is she still banned? Not banned, but. I mean, her stuff went on sale for like $4. It was. <laughs> it was like Ivanka Trump shoes, four ninety eight. Come and get them. We don't care what sizes. Please just get them. Oh my god! <laughs> like we just need to push this merchandise. Are we gonna burn? And wow! <laughs> I wonder if they see that coming. I'm wondering. No, I highly doubt that they saw that coming. Oh my! It god. was probably hot for a little minute too. Ooh, they feeling that burn. Oh, or they yeah. felt it. I'm sure they, they've they already oh, you know, yeah. come up Not with all that. that merch Yeah, now. they were like... And, and then those people, her and their family probably... I mean, they have money, so much money, so they're yeah, fine. Yeah, it's a screw them. Ugh, anyway. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of moving on. Moving on, yes. We gotta talk about Malik Yoba. Oh, no, but first we need to talk about this um, whole... 
casual appropriation that casual I just discovered. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if this is actually a thing. <laughs> Probably should have done a little research yeah. before I brought it up today. Yeah. However, I got this from watching <laughs> Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Um, the I finally am like, catching up on the, the last season. And it was one of the... the what's the, the African girl? Uzo Aboza? No, 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 no. She plays an African girl on the show. Oh, I don't know. And by the way... Because I haven't watched What it. did you just call her? Uzo... What's her last name? Uzo... It's like Aduba. Aduba? Okay, okay. I didn't, I couldn't even picture her last name in my head. I just like, how does it... Uzo... Oh, man. Let's Adoba? just... Let's, no, yeah, yeah. Let's just move. Let's just how do you, move What's forward. her last name? It's like Aduba. You're like how a How do you spell it? You know what? Let's just move oh, on. Oh, okay. I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. I did watch an old episode let's, of... Let's, let's not make this worse. <laughs> Well, anyway, I, no, it's a girl. She plays an African girl, mm-hmm. um, and she's like the muscle. She's she's in the gang. She's ra- she's rising in the ranks mm-hmm. alongside Daya because now they got the lock on the drug game. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she made a joke about casual racism, which you know, which eh. which one the the African girl? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and I get with the point, right? And obviously, the writers were going for something with that. Mm-hmm. They were trying to also make a point. Um, because it was supposed to be sort of a funny moment, mm-hmm. but it's like you don't just throw that in there. Casual racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It was basically the premise that if you are a person of color and you say something that would be seemingly racist mm-hmm. towards or uh, about another people of color, another, oh, yeah, okay. another race of color, mm-hmm. then it's it's more casual racism because. It doesn't affect them in a way that racism does, right? Yeah. Where it's like it holds you back, and you know, your livelihood is affected, that, right? Yeah. With all the things that racism does. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that, the thing that you said, it is pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And you being not a part of that race aren't allowed to say such things. Yeah. Um, but eh, I don't think I want to touch that one. Casual okay. racism. Oh, tread lightly, my friend. Yeah. Tread lightly. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it is a thing that exists. I just don't know if the name casual racism yeah, is applicable. Yeah, because I, right, I don't know if you can consider that racism. Mm-hmm. Especially from a black person. Right, that's what I'm saying. There are things like like prejudice and biases and things like that. Yeah, that people, um, group, different minority groups definitely can have towards right. other minority groups. But it, but and what she, but it wasn't exactly prejudice either, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was it was a joke. Anyway, um, but it did come to, it did bring to mind for me if there's such a thing as casual appropriation. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Thin Pigeon the other week mm-hmm. and how the white guy with the dread, with the locks got called out. Mm-hmm. But was that really appropriation? And of course, we still, again, we don't have the context. Exactly. He couldn't have been, he could have not been white. Like yeah. he could have, he could have been an ally. All these other things. But, you know, is it possible if someone just likes something from another culture? And it's not exactly just cultural appreciation because maybe they still also don't know and understand the nuances of that thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just casual appropriation because they're not gaining from it, right? They're not they're not making any kind of financial gains or anything like that, and they're not benefiting from it. But they are taking from a culture that otherwise have been told that that thing wasn't okay for them to do. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I was like, mm, it's, if it's not a thing, let's start it. It's probably, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, you know what, Art? There's probably another name for it, exactly what you're saying. Because, I, yeah, I think what, what you're saying is true. There has to be something for a a group taking from another group. And mm-hmm. a part of it's like, if you don't understand it, 
and you're um but you you say hey this is cute this is something that i like mm-hmm. but you don't understand the history about it and the fact that another group of people were put down because of that then what is that there has to yeah because it's like well they're they're is it just nothing because you're not it's benefiting a thing, from it? Yeah, it's clearly. a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. It can't be ignored. Yeah. Yeah. But is it appropriation in the way that we think about it in the context that, yeah, that there, there needs to be some gain from it or a lack of understanding about that culture or the nuances of this thing that you're doing? Like a white guy wearing locks. It's weird. Or, or, or a white girl wearing cornrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what if they, my thing is, yeah, what if they like it or we were, you know, like as far as like uh, music and, 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 you know, people talk a lot about like music, you know, the blue eyed soul and all these different things and how it, it I feel like sometimes you can't help but be attracted to a certain thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it may be from another culture and sometimes you may not even know the origins of it. But I think once you're in a position where there's an opportunity to learn or someone points it out, then maybe you should just look into the thing that you love so much. Because it's like, well, you just love how it looks, but you enjoy it and you made it a part of your life. Like, you locked your hair if you're a white person. Yeah. So why wouldn't you look into the why, background? Why would you want to know more about it? Why wouldn't it? you want to know more about it? But I, I would assume, because it's also to have locks is not something people think is easy and it's not. It's a lot. It's also a lot of maintenance sometimes. You have to... Um, find that you you have to seek out things which are not readily available in every store especially if you're a white person I, you know, <laughs> why did you come all the way down when you said a white person well i think it, it's just not as uh <laughs> it, it's just not as easy to find and then and, and, and certain things that you need to take care of your hair and then also there are implications as far as if you want to get employed so you yeah if you if you're trying to do something why wouldn't you seek out to find more or just like the background right. for it I think also, too, once you're in a position to make money off of it, then it is a responsibility Mm -hmm. that you seek out the background and you understand the origins of that thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. As soon as you are in the position of, oh, yeah, I'm about to get crazy pizzade off of this, (laughs) (laughs) like all these white girls wearing cornrows and calling Mm -hmm. them boxer braids, I'll knock you out. Yeah. You want to be a boxer? Let's box, bitch. You crazy. Cornrows? Yeah. Oh, what, like, what do you Lord. think about... But, like... And, and, and like, you know, regular, random Becky walking down the street, that's her business, mm-hmm. right? And she's just stupid if she's calling them box braids. Yeah. Just call her dumb. Mm-hmm. But once Kim, Kim Kardashian does it, it's a hugely different implication. Yeah. And she has to acknowledge and understand that she has a certain influence. And with that comes money... Yeah. Now you have brands coming to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, what kind of styling foam or styling mousse you use to keep your boxer braids, mm-hmm. you know, intact, to yeah. keep your, your flyaways down and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that's when it's, okay, no, I'm going to need you to come up off that boxer braids yeah. and really talk about where this came from yeah. and give it its due. And matter of fact... Oh. Use a black brand. Yeah. Why don't you go there? Be mm-hmm. like, oh, my soul tentacles. Mm-hmm. Was it um, Uncle Uncle Funky's daughter? My like, mixed chicks. I don't know. Nah, nope, nope. Don't Is go mixed chicks. chicks. I'm just saying. I want her to go mixed chicks. Sounds like it's for mixed chicks. Mm. <laughs> Like, you want to go real, no, right. real. I, yeah, I want her to be like the main choice. <laughs> like, I want her to. She's like, uh, yeah, I went to Africa and I fly to Africa to have my I hair done. I got some Mankini oil. <laughs> yeah, some like, Mongongo. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the only way to do it. The best way to do it. <laughs> I mean, she'll still get dragged, but uh, them brands will be like, oh, girl. I yes, maybe put think on of something. Pocket. 
Sorry to interrupt. You made me think with the braids. When I was traveling, when we were in Italy, traveling, I'm pretty sure it was that when we landed at the airport, we were in um, Sorrento, because it's more of a beach, you know, the Mafia Coast. There were quite a number of white people with braids in their hair. With yes, the, that they, happens they in beachy towns. They weren't, but no, no, no. But we saw the, I don't know, We I remember seeing at least three girls in the airport landing. Well, they were from different countries. They were, But I don't know where they were going. Some of those people were on. And I was like, I wonder if this is a thing. And then when we got there, there were some, they were clearly European, not American. And I was like, this is interesting. But braided how? Because, like, I mean, everybody was braised, but I'm talking like cornrows. Yeah, like, corn, like a lot of the, I saw at least three of the girls had their hair braided back in the corners and then it was just all out. And then some of them had it braided on the side. You know, they had different styles, mm-hmm. but they were... One girl had; they were so tiny. It looked like I did a double take because I was like, "Does she have?" Yeah, I said, "Is does she have? Is that weave in her hair? Is that fake hair?" I couldn't tell, but it was that like detailed where she had this in her hair, and it was. And I, 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 I didn't know what to make of it. I was like, "I don't know." How to, it was like they <laughs> black hair fishing. Yeah, or like what if you? Yeah, what if you have a girl who, or, or anyone who is say it's traditional African clothing? You know, because I feel like you know when people talk about wearing like. Black, quote unquote, black clothing, or it's just like, well, that stuff doesn't really belong. It's to belong to one culture, you know. I think we talked about that before. I think, but anyways, like, say you have a girl or someone who loves African clothing, like they walking around, you know, you go to their house, and they always in some African garb, <laughs> like. Yeah, I just I, I, I'm I can't because say I'm if it's just... right or if it's wrong, but I just know that my gut is like but this what would you sitting say? right with me. Like, <laughs> like what if you got like even so much so that yeah, like in her home she's all like just long flowing whatever robes, man or woman. I think I would want to know the story behind it. I Absolutely. Think, like, where did you pick this up from? Like, And what if they were just like, I think this is beautiful. This is where I got and, it and from. I, mean, I traveled extensively to Kenya. I guess is- then I'd have to let it go. Like, if she bought it from a African artisan, then uh, put the money in their pocket. That's Listen, true. I saw a girl wearing, you know the shirts that'll be like Malcolm and Martin and Marcus and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I saw a white person wear one of those and I did a double take and I had to think for myself, is this okay? Oh, and then I was I like, that's okay. I guess yeah. I gotta let that go. What What gave you pause on that? Because to me, it seems okay. I've what? only seen black people <laughs> wearing these shirts, and because it's 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 one of those things where it was like it's a pride thing for us mm-hmm. to wear a shirt that's bigging up our leaders yes. and people who were otherwise um uh, uh just considered like criminals and you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like I, Stokely Carmichael and, and and you know Rosa Parks and all these people. Yes. Shirley Chisholm. So we wear them with a certain pride mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. even though you tried to tell us that our leaders weren't shit, we know that they were the shit. Yeah. I, um. So when I saw a white girl wearing it, I did a double take. <laughs> and then I was like, I guess they should be wearing these shirts. Like white people should be like, no, yeah, I, I stand behind this. Yeah, I agree. And I think to me, that's that's easier to accept or are there to be less of a gray because this is a historical figure and it's just like well anyone can read about these people and it's just like well some people love abraham lincoln or some people love i don't know you know alexander the great no no no. there's different if people. i see any white people coming through with some shirts that say george and abraham and, <laughs> well i would hope not but i'm done like, but, you know, we, oh yeah, God. that's a different story. That's a whole different story. But you can see how it's just like, well, you might have happened upon this this historical figure and read about them and be like, I love what they stand for. So it's just like that kind of is different because it's a person who lived 
And just from their actions or what they did, it's just like anyone should appreciate that if they did something good for this country or for a group of people. And um, like just the same as when you I'm on the train or something and I see someone's wife who's reading like a black author. And I'm always, and you know, I feel like I don't, double, okay. I always think that. should. Yeah, that's what should, yeah, because it's just like, well, that's someone that if you're looking for a good read, then you just happen upon this author and it's like, well, you like them. Just like you're looking, you know, you're like, oh, I read about Shirley Chisholm and Homegirl was about that. And I love her. And you know. But I mean, with the, the reading, it's like the arts are the arts. Anybody can create amazing art from a book to a song to a TV show whatever but you know that there are some people I feel like who don't believe that I think there are some people who definitely when you grow up we talk about like at least in my high school or like black literature you know that wasn't something which was on the on the syllabus every month you know what I'm saying but mainly we were reading about European writers of the western world and a lot of those people did not look like me. They're I went his, to so, a different high school. Yeah, you went to a different high school. <laughs> we read a lot of black yeah. authors, a lot of too much. So you had to seek out those stuff. people who who look like you, who came, who had a similar background. You had to seek those out. So it's it's always interesting. And, and of course, I'm thinking good writing is good writing. But for someone who grew up and all they're reading is writing from the Western world, they're probably thinking this is where good writing is. This is the start of the world as we know it. And and when I did, we did a tour in London, and they kept talking about Rome. And I was inter- interested in the language that they were using because it was like this is the this is the greatest civilization ever ever constructed this is this this is that and sometimes the the guy would catch himself and he'd say as we know it he's like this started like the modern world the western world and how we live today and I was yeah because I'm like are you discounting Africa yeah and all the stuff that all happened Asia, in Africa all these other before like Rome was a thought in anyone's mind yeah and like the pyramids and all yeah, that Yeah, the shit. Aztecs, all these other different um, civilizations that existed around the same time, or you predated them. And it's just like, I'm, you know, of course, when you're in it, you're in Rome, you can't, you don't always have to put that disclaimer there because it's like, well, this is what we're looking at. This is what we're here for. But I think it was important that once or twice he did say, from what we know of, or this is, you know, a, a large part of how we live today, the democracy and our foundation in the Western world can be traced back to this. Because I'm like, well, thank you, because you can't just keep pushing that on people. And most of the I'm the only black person or person of color in this whole group. And it, it, it's still being reinforced to them that the way people who look like them are the best. People who look like them are the ones who, who are the saviors and who are doing it the right way. And 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 that I think for most people in America, if you're going to like a public school which isn't predominantly of color, that's what you got growing up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I honestly think that if the girl was wearing the shirt, she knew who the people were. Mm-hmm. She already knew who the people were. Can you imagine were. if she did? Well, because that, that's, I think, where the I'm double sure. take comes from. Because it's like, does she know what that means? Mm-hmm. Like, does she understand why we're wearing these shirts? Where did you see her? Was she? It was like in Fort Greene. So oh, I'm going to assume she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was near like BAM. Okay. It, oh, it was near that music school. That oh. really famous music school. It's so not. It's I do like, Yes. Yeah, near she BAM. She was down. So yeah. I was like, she. Clearly she, she knew what it was. Yeah, who these figures are. Yeah, because yeah. she would have had to have sought that out. I mm-hmm. think. Like I don't see those shirts just everywhere. Like yeah. you can't go into a department store and buy them. Yeah, I you want to one. Seek them out. Yeah, right. Um. So yeah, it, she knows. <laughs> I was just thinking as a gay man, and maybe sometimes I always think, isn't it because I'm a gay man? I only want like if I had the choice between a whole women or men, I go. I choose. I want the women of a shirt. I don't know what that is. Like, if I had one, who would be my... 
Yeah, any of like Harriet, Oprah, I don't know, <laughs> Beyonce, you know, just me from all Michelle, you know, from my from my different from all the women that I love. I'm so I'm all about that one. You know, what I, mean? I look at the Malcolm and Martin and you know whoever shirt. But well, what I can appreciate is when I see black men wearing the ones yes. with the women's exactly. Names. Not exactly. just the Rosa Parks shirt that says Nah, mm-hmm. but like the ones that just have all the women's names. I can appreciate that yeah. because, you know, need the love from mm-hmm. the black man. Yeah. We need that backing up. Exactly. I agree. Speaking of. <laughs> oh, God. Now we're going to talk now about Malik Yoba. Talk about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to talk about Malik Yoba. Which um, is what we mentioned, you know, yeah, a week or two ago. We have to circle back because more has happened <laughs> since um, you were in Italy. Yes. Uh, so he did an interview with The Root. Mm-hmm. And... It got heated. It got to yes, say the least. It did get heated. Yeah, he walked out. He he stormed. Stormed out. That's off right. The he set. stormed out. Took the yeah. mic. I love it when you can't someone's say in an interview out. and they removed that mic. It's like ooh, child. they but bad. You know what's crazy too was like how he leans forward a little bit. Like you weren't sure what was gonna happen, and then it was yes. like he made a real dramatic showing mm-hmm. of removing that mic. Yeah, it was like that lean forward. What did you just say? What you said? I what? Mm-hmm. And then he's like taking off the mic, like you know what, this is over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, because I didn't know how it, this was gonna go. It seemed like he, he was gonna was reach out, and just give him a good smack. I, yeah. It seemed like he was just like he gonna smack him first. I thought worse. Mm. I thought maybe a headbutt was in order. Oh gosh, it was like he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's crazy. No. Yeah. If someone headbutts you, they're sociopath. Yeah, you're like because. No. They are going to also have a concussion. So the fact that they would sacrifice their own health Mm -hmm. and well-being in order to hurt you the worst possible way means they're completely nuts. And and especially like the first hit. It's like no one threw any blows. That was the first (laughs) hit. Right, you're only supposed to headbutt if your hands are restricted. (laughs) Let's say hands and feet. Because I'm liable (laughs) to just try to kick you too in the face before I headbutt you. Because... I'm pretty. I'm very much gonna have to go to the hospital as yes. well. Um, Malik Yoba did not headbutt. Let's be very clear. <laughs> we are not saying that that's what happened. Malik Yoba didn't lay any type of hands on this. Well, we man. don't know what happened after the Michael. camera stopped. And, let me stop. Well, yeah. exactly. Which is why we're gonna say what we saw, which was that the conversation got really heated when the reporter pressed on about the allegations that he had, Malik Yoba had solicited sex. From transgender minors. Yeah. Who was like, what, 13 or 13 14? 13 and 16. Yeah, 13 and 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think at the same, this one um, woman said that he had solicited sex from yes. her. When Someone she was 13 and, and 16. Yes. And, and he denies it. He, he denies it. It's not true. He says, I don't even know this person. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that I took from the interview, because I didn't, you know, we watched it. And before just reading about it. It's funny because it sounds much different. And I didn't know that the the journalist, right? Journalist had said to Malik, we talked about this. You know, this is something that we had already discussed. You knew I was going to ask these questions. And then that set it up because I initially thought that it was just a surprise. He just kind of blindsided him. Well, you know he didn't blindside him. If Malik was agreed to sit down to do an interview you know that they already discussed ahead of time what would be the focus and the reporter was like, well, we're going to ask about this. No, no, no. I I honestly assume that he blindsided him because that happens. You can always discuss 
You even discuss it's rare. It's rare, but it still does, and it's celebrities, and I think it's they're working in a different realm sometimes, depending on what outlet is from or depending on who the journalist is. Sometimes you know you have shock value. So well, I, I I know that it's we can say that it's rare, but I also have seen it happen, and I've been in interviews where it has happened. So it's just like it's rare; it hasn't happened a lot, but it does happen. So it's like you do set it up where you will ask questions beforehand, but sometimes they also can word something in a way that it's just like some of them who are really good can word something. It's like okay. You're kind of edging on that that topic that I don't want to talk about. So I just I thought that he was blindsided and 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 then stormed off, which I still didn't agree. I didn't agree with because I'm like you should be prepared for anything. But well, especially this, too when you have a, a controversy yeah. a controversy going on. Like mm-hmm. it's not news to you. It wasn't like you were in the interview and then it the controversy uh, broke. While you were in the interview, Ooh. and then the interviewer got you know the, the what's name in his ear. Oh That'd shit! Good, this girl. news just broke that he actually uh, you know assaulted some minor. Bring it up! Like that wasn't what happened. Mm. It was like this news was already out, so you knew this would be brought up in the conversation. Yes. Uh, and like the the reporter said, we spoke about this. Mm-hmm. I told you I was mm-hmm. going to ask this. The issue was the tone. <laughs> the tone, exactly. He was aggressive. He the was reporter aggressive. was aggressive. Yeah. And he, he spoke to him in a way that no one wants to be spoken yeah. to. But especially when there's controversy and around your name mm-hmm. and your reputation mm-hmm. with something so dire yeah. and so important. Yes. When they're saying that you solicited sex from a minor, mm, yes. that's not a small thing. Not at so, all. So... Um, you the, the journalist doesn't have to handle you with kid gloves, but they do have to show some sort of sensitivity mm-hmm. towards what's happening. Yeah, the fact that you agree, that they agree to sit down with you mm-hmm. and talk about it, you do have to acknowledge that there needs to be some sensitivity around how you talk to them yeah. and how you speak about the thing. Um, you have to say alleged, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You have to use the right words. But the reporter was like. I told you I was going to ask yeah. this, and I asked this, mm-hmm. like, yeah, and now answer. it was asked, and that's when you see the whole thing just yeah, shifts. the dynamic, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, interview done, because yeah. now, like, he doesn't trust you. You lost his trust, mm-hmm. and now, now it's an adversarial relationship. Yeah. So everything you ask him now, he's on the defense. Yeah, and you can't be. And I think one thing. That you had because you have interviewed people and you're a journalist and you do this, so you know. I think the good thing you said, you said he has to stay neutral, you neutral. And I think when it seemed like when Malik Yoba was answering these questions, you get his body language was changing. The reporter's body language is like. Like, he was looking at him, like, sideways. Like, I don't really try to believe that. I don't really... It was very accusatory, and, and he wasn't believing him. It mm-hmm. showed that he wasn't supportive of his subject, the person that he was interviewing. So it put him on the defensive. And you call that out. And it's just like, well, this is what you do. And it's just... It, it's, it, it, it's, it's interesting that he was so unprofessional that, like, what did he expect? What did he expect? It's like now he didn't get a good interview. His subject walked out and Malik Yoba's upset because, you know, he sat down for this interview and he said that we have talked about this for four hours. And he seemed like Malik didn't seem like he had a problem answering the questions. I think it was from that judgment of the the journalist. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that put him in a very negative space. Well, because he, he pressed it, he pressed it. And then that's when Malik Yoba got to the point of like, well, you know, I answered it and I'm like, I'm done. Why are you asking me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it just, it wasn't good. But the the problem is with Malik Yoba storming out, it's just, well, now you don't get 
to control the narrative mm-hmm. and you don't get to tell your 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 side of this mm-hmm. you don't get to be a part of the conversation because now the story comes out the headline is Malik Yomba storms off you know storms out of interview mm-hmm. when asked about XYZ thing yeah. and then it just makes it look like you know you're angry and you don't know how to handle it exactly. and then of course you know the general public thinks, oh, well, if he got all defensive and mm-hmm. he walked out, he must be guilty about yeah, something. He must be guilty. That's how people, unfortunately, will look at the situation, yeah. regardless of what it is. But so I do wish that he hadn't walked off because it's just like you just have to be better at maneuvering mm-hmm. it. And I get it because you're emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is your life. But you, that's exactly why you got to sit there and take it. And that's That's why you got to sit there and and maneuver it Mm -hmm. and learn how to now take the conversation. I would have been like, you seem defensive right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm the one being asked the tough questions. Mm -hmm. I'd have been like, why you seem so mad, brother? (laughs) (laughs) I'd have been like, do you not believe me? Just be honest right now. Because then if the reporter had, because if the reporter doesn't answer properly, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say the reporter's like, I mean, I don't believe you. Oh, now he loses his credibility yeah. because it's like, well, now you're not objective. Yeah. You're now you've shown that you only wanted to have this interview mm-hmm. because you had an agenda exactly. to show that he was guilty. Mm-hmm. So now I think that you are egging him on. You are asking him certain questions to get certain answers mm-hmm. out of him and you're trying to make him look guilty. Oh, yes. But like, you got to be smart. You got to know how to like take that and turn that around versus just walking away. Yeah. Walking away doesn't resolve it doesn't anything. Solve anything. Yeah. And and it and it definitely and it just keeps you know I always keep questioning these people who who they're hiring their teams the PR people mm-hmm. why did they prepare you better for this it's just like you should know like we were saying it should be a cross examination they should sit you down especially when there's a scandal and they should play both sides to ask you all the difficult questions that they feel a reporter is going to yeah, ask you cross examine yeah because like, it prepares you mm-hmm, and like and you they are should yeah they should know and in the spotlight they're gonna get these answers but the reporter was complete and what he said to Malik he's like the more you talk the worse is gonna be for you. Oh yeah, and the worst you should, look or Yeah, the worst like you. The, yeah, and it's yeah, like no. That was and cool. that showed to me his cards. But what you're saying is no one's gonna watch that. What was it? 16 minutes. No one's gonna watch most of that video to find. They're gonna see that headline and they're gonna think Malik Yoba's guilty. Right. I think also too the reporter has an obligation. When Malik got to the point of, you know, took snatching off his mic, he's cursing. Fuck you. Fuck that. <laughs> all of that. The reporter got up, bigging up his chest, like, mm-hmm. what you want to do? And mm-hmm. it's like, why are you doing that? You have no, like, dog in this fight. Mm-hmm. At that point, as a reporter, that's when you take a step back and you say, listen, man, listen, listen, listen. This is kind of going the wrong way. This is not how I wanted this conversation to go. Can we sit down and try to salvage this? Mm-hmm. You go, can we sit down and can we can we back up a little bit? Mm-hmm. Explain to me why you're so angry. And and, and let's, let's try to, to talk about, listen... Black man to black man. Mm-hmm. I'm not accusing you of anything. I want you to be able to tell your story. Mm-hmm. Don't leave. Because if you leave, you don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. And people will think you're guilty. Mm-hmm. So let's try to bring it back. Let's both dial back. Okay? And sit and just speak. Person to person. Human to human. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Like, like, swallow your pride. He didn't want to and because like, he... I think he felt like this is now I showed them. Yeah, like, I think like he, he had to big up his chest. Yeah, he wanted Malik Yoga to be guilty. He came in not believing this man. For whatever... I don't know what information he has on the side. Or maybe he just felt that way. But it was wrong of him. Yeah. He wasn't a good... And even if you don't, because you're human, maybe you don't believe him. Mm-hmm. But that that's not your job right now. No. Your job is to just get to the truth and get to the facts, not how you feel and put your agenda forward. So 
and it, like I said, there are ways that you can be professional and say, you know, okay, well, can we just back up a little bit to something that you said earlier? Because it's a little inconsistent mm-hmm. with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or AKA especially because he said we had bullshit. Right. Yes. AKA, you want some bullshit. Yeah. He said they had a whole four hour conversation. So he could have brought that up and said, listen, we had. A, we had a really long conversation and so I just want to bring to light that I'm right now in this conversation we're having I'm sort of seeing some inconsistencies so can you clear that up mm-hmm. you said X, Y, and Z however this, that, and the third mm-hmm. so you know I'm finding difficulty sitting here even you know knowing you on a certain level believing what you're saying so I'm trying to give you the opportunity to clear that up because I can't even imagine with somebody at home who's had no conversation with you might now be thinking. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Like, aka, said- I think you're full of shit, bro. You might want to clear this up. <laughs> yeah. And and you and I'm pretty sure you've, like, you. this is what you do, a part of what you do. And you're pretty sure you've interviewed some people who you have preconceived notions about when you came before you interviewed them. But I'm pretty sure they left going, ooh, girl, we, she loved me. Like, she was such a good, she gave such a good interview, you know? Or like, she 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 just had all the right questions. She was so pleasant. She was lovely. And you probably leaving that dumb bitch, mm-hmm. you know? Or like, even before you came, it's just like, because you're a professional and you know this is what you're supposed to do and it's a job. Right. And you take it seriously and you aren't allowing your emotions to get the best of you. And it, it, this guy, whatever. I would also like to say, like, at the end of the day, we don't know mm-hmm. if he's guilty. This is true. And that for is very me, true. If I'm going to sit down and interview another black person, a black man, mm-hmm. about something he's being accused accused of, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and to tell his story because mm-hmm. um, we know how these things can go. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, even if I feel like he's guilty and I'm like, oh, he's full of shit. But maybe he might say something in this interview that could change my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All I can do is ask the question is, but I have to be open. I have to be partial. I have to be fair. So what you are saying is that you're going to say yes to interview R. Kelly again. Is that what you're saying? You're going to do the next interview or you're going to no, sit down with him? No, I'm not him? visiting a federal prison. You know that woman's not getting her money back? What the woman? one who bailed him out the first time? Oh, sh- <laughs> The judge she was like, shouldn't. sorry, bitch. <laughs> nope. What was it, like a, a hundred grand or something like that? Where did that? she get this money from? Who knows? Who cares? She ain't getting it back. Her dumbass. Like, I hope you ain't put up your house in that, Oh, girl, my God. Because you're not getting that back. That and is that, hilarious. Uh, oh, child. Mm. Oh, I ain't even going to talk about that. We ain't got the time. So, we don't have enough time to talk about Chelsea Handler's documentary. Okay, which so I have, have to watch. To, so watch it and then we will pivot it to next week yes because I want to yes and the reviews and what we thought of it was it Dear White People It's Chelsea or Dear Racism is Chelsea yeah maybe it's Dear White Privilege is Chelsea I think Dear White Privilege is Chelsea we'll we'll know and we'll have the title right by the time we talk about it next week (laughs) like we watched the documentary we still don't know the title I watched the entire thing I I don't remember the title I do remember her ex-boyfriend her black ex-boyfriend's name was Tyshawn Mm. and I just wanted wonder how it's spelled. That's it. I just want to know how it's spelled. How you think it's spelled? I'm not going to get into it. T-Y-S-H-A-U-N. No. So that's the thing. I was like, you know how it's spelled. And then I was like, Al, you know good and well we have no idea how it's no spelled. Man. Okay. It could be a hyphen. It could be, it could be T-Y-I apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> and we're so wrong, it but did. we're so right. 
It's so true. <laughs> he was going to play football. So chances oh, are it was T.Y. apostrophe. It was, yeah. I'm going there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Watch that Key and Hill skit. You know what I'm talking about. In the meantime, yes. if you like this episode, rate us. Rate us. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. Listen. Comment. Yes. Comment. Feel free to send us an email at any point in time mm-hmm. at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. You can also slide in our DMs mm-hmm. on Instagram at black black hipster podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me at always fashion week. You can follow me at standard W. Yeah, and in that's pretty much that's it. it. Yeah, that's yep, it. yep, yep. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.